Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Back with another interview here, Coach. Okay, I want you to say your name because I'm terrible at pronouncing names. Caroline Schöblum. I'm not going to repeat that. <laughs> I, I've been working on it, though. Jeff can attest to that. So if you ask Jeff, I've been working on the correct pronunciations. I'm just very, very bad at it. Uh, I, I've talked to each one of your assistants so far. Uh, tell me, when, when with each one, uh, when I ask about it, just tell me what, you know, the first thing that comes to your mind and then what they bring to the table. Lloyd. Funny guy. Uh, is that what he brings? Was is that was he bringing? Uh, I mean, I know he's the keeper coach. Yeah. Does he just kind of keep it lighthearted out in practice? He he bring no, not during practice. I would say in the meeting room, uh, the coach's office. Always this kind of fox behind his ear, as we say in Sweden. Uh, always a lot of humor and like, have you seen this? Have you seen this clip? So it's it's uh, it's the funny guy in the room. Lucas. Messy nerd. Uh, the first thing I had to ask him about was, you know, was he ready to go see Messi? Could he get me a Messi jersey? That sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, it has been a lot of talk about Messi this past few weeks. I'm shocked. <laughs> um, Lee. Nerd. Nerd? Yeah. Just general nerd? Yeah. He, he's a nerd uh, and he is very good at soccer. So he's a nerd and he likes to stand around the tactics board and I was I was very surprised because I thought he was more like a computer guy but he is he's a nerd. That's <laughs> uh, interesting that you're using nerd in that term but uh, no it's it's cool. Uh, I, I've seen him play he's very he's been very technical I've I've cursed him a few times when he was playing on opposite teams of what I wanted to win but no he's very talented. Uh, 
how is he, how is that dynamic? You know, how do they all kind of fit together? Yeah, we have we have a room when we all of us sit like in a in a square or a circle. Uh, so we allow everyone to talk and uh, everyone to to share ideas. Uh, and we we have uh, we have a good environment. It's a lot of laugh, but it's also discussions into details and not arguing. But we we discuss should we do this or this and what if this happens. So every game plan we we go through every details in the game, so everyone feel prepared before we starting coaching the players about it. You, you describe Lee as a bit of a nerd. Um, are you a bit of a nerd when it comes to soccer tactics? Yeah, I am. Uh, and I have been so much deeper uh, as a nerd. But I've also started to see, like, uh, there's games every week. Uh, and you can't give the players too much. Because if you give them too much, it can be too much to handle for them. So it's always this, how much can we give? Is this necessary to tell them? Maybe something you can tell in the halftime. So for me, I'm, I'm more and more trying to go more to the leader than being the the one that knows every detail about Houston. It's better that our analyst knows about it, even maybe better that Lucas and Lee knows about it. And and I can uh, rely on uh, what information do we tell the players so they understand and, and feel secure about it. How, how is that journey going for you to be that, that leader? I mean, are you studying something, reading something, or like just kind of living it day by day? I would say the UEFA Pro course was so such a key thing. It's, it's all about leadership. And also when you have bigger staff, you need to include more people. And we also have specialists. So, so for me, as a head coach, of course, I can watch Houston seven times, but I, maybe I can watch them two times or, or one and a half. And maybe the latest game and I, I can rely on my staff that they they do all the details for me because uh, that's how I think a strong team a, a staff is, is is supposed to work so I can focus on making all the players seen or, or taking tough decision about a starting 11 um, so, so that's I think it's just within the head coach role that I need to adapt to that more. I know from a previous job when I stepped into the management role, it was kind of hard to let go of doing that day by day thing. Is it has it been hard to like not do that, or has it been a little bit easier than maybe? I th I think one main thing with me is that I I, I like to control things, but I also trust people. Uh, so so that's one main my main characteristics is that I trust people. So I I, I want people to be in charge uh, of their specialities or their expertise. So for me, I I'm not trying to look over the shoulder and see if they're doing it perfect or if I can come in and, and change something. And I, I want to, to rely on them and, and trust them. So that's what I'm always telling myself. Uh, when did you know that you wanted to be a coach? Um, I would say one year after I, I, I stopped playing and I stopped playing kind of early. I think I was like 22 years old, play, stopped in the pro environment kind of sudden. Um, and then after a year or so, uh, an old assistant coach to me uh, said, you need to come to this academy. Like it's one of the best team in, in Sweden. Uh, we tied against Atletico Madrid, against Barcelona, like, uh, and I, I went there uh, and saw a practice and I held a practice and I, I fell in love with it. Uh, and, and not about the soccer piece, it was more to lead youth a youth team and see players that maybe need a better role model uh, than always have a, a man around uh, or a dad around how it has been in Sweden. Um, so for me it was more about the leadership that I fell in love with. 
Is that when you started working on your licensing? Uh, I think I started a year after. Yeah, yeah. How how uh, how was that journey? Was it, you know, what what was like key things that you learned and that you could maybe tell other coaches to to be better at? That it's seventy percent leadership and thirty percent tactics or soccer knowledge. Of course, you need to have the knowledge. You can't just stand there and don't know what you're talking about. But it's seventy percent leadership. I know uh, a lot of times when I talk to coaches, you know, I can ask them like, was there a coach or two that stood out to you that you know that you take things from? Is how is that for you? Yeah, for me, it's uh, Pep Guardiola in the men's side. Uh, the way he uh, developed the games and and all these inverted fullbacks and inverted wingers and and the way he he developed the games out there. Uh, and then for leadership, it's Sarina Wichmann, the the English head coach right now for the women's team, because uh, she is a really good manager. Uh, she's not the best tactics coach, but she has good people around her and she rely on them, and she is a fantastic leader. I think a lot of people never realize how much that it does take people with different roles and different skills to come together. It's not the head coach doesn't have to be the best at every single thing. And that's, yeah, I mean, that's what you've seen so far, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, we don't have time. It's only 24 hours in, 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 in a day and night. And, and of course, I can stay up all the night and watch Houston, but I, I need to rely on my, my staff because they're specialists in it. And uh, for me, it's, it's teamwork and it's becoming much funnier when it's teamwork as well. I know when you came here, you were going to be an assistant and, you know, some things happened and all of a sudden you're the head coach. How is that? Tr- I mean, I, and I know you were a head coach previous to this, but obviously it was a, not maybe you weren't prepared for it this time to happen quite so suddenly. You know, how's that, that trip been for you since that's happened? Um, yeah, my, my main goal to, when I came to, to this league was to be a head coach sooner or later, maybe not after three, four months. That was not according to the plan. I wanted to see and learn the culture because I think it's uh, important to know the culture of a league and know all the players in the league. But this needed to happen a little bit faster for me. I think I've adapted kind of kind of quick into it because I had a good staff around me and the players respected me a lot and and good good leadership from the ownership and and Camelville as well the general manager they believed in me so for me it was just like okay I have done this before uh, but <laughs> we just need to to adjust some stuff and and we didn't have uh, so a, a lot of like uh, players to to choose from because we had a lot of injuries back then as well what was the the biggest change for you being in this league? Uh, it was you know a different culture, different players, different styles. What what was maybe the uh, thing or two that was the hardest to adapt to? Uh, I I needed to adapt and learn to how the players are. Um, on and off the field. So in Scandinavia, uh, a, a typical pro player is kind of. Um, introvert they are very very focused all the time and maybe too focused Uh, sometimes they they're just inside of their nervousness here in this country players talk about I'm so nervous I'm so nervous and maybe they do a dance when they're doing that and I was like oh they are not focused but then I suddenly started to see this is just a different culture you express yourself differently and the locker room is much more louder and uh, it's more energy around the players and I just needed to accept that it's different everyone doesn't need to sit down and have a mindfulness moment and be quiet in the locker room before a game uh, players need to be be themselves and the culture that, that they are used to be in. Uh, uh, in 
Scandinavian teams, are they mostly all from that general region where here you have players from all over the world? Yeah, and I would say, say that also the academies uh, in, in Scandinavia are growing and a lot of players coming from academies, so they're kind of... Uh, learned from from a style from a club that has a strong vision from here they come from all over the world they talk different languages they come from different colleges with different experience so so it's a big culture to to kind of like agree on and this is the way we do it uh, but we have uh, worked on the code of conduct and of course if I have uh, another preseason I think the culture work is will be a key for this team to get all of the culture just together because we're going to have more cultures next season yeah a mix of cultures languages styles it's it's that's part of uh how you have to be more the leader then right yes uh, and you need to decide where we go and where's where's the vision for for this team and i, I think I, I have a plan for next season uh, and i i can't wait to to start working with that with this group and uh like we, we we have some brazilian players we have some french players scandinavian players we have american players from different states with different backgrounds uh so so it's it's an interesting group Outside of soccer, what was maybe uh, the biggest culture shock for you moving to the United States? Uh, I would still say walking into Walmart. <laughs> like, oh my God, it's 50 meters of sliced cheese. <laughs> it's, it's overwhelming. <laughs> I, I could understand that. It's sometimes overwhelming for me going into those places. Um, what do you miss the most? Uh, my family, uh, of course, uh, and and sometimes um, you st- not to be overwhelmed uh, w- when it's like uh, when I go to an event here or or even go into the grocery store, it's kind of overwhelming sometimes. And where I'm from in Sweden, and I grew up in an island with thirty thousand people, uh, sometimes to use this calmness, I can miss. That's a. I, I learned that you grew up on the island previously, uh, and it, it caused an argument between a few people because uh, they were like, oh, she's a Swedish coach. I said, no, she's from Finland. And they said, no, she's a Swedish coach. I can tell by her name because a, a, a guy knows from Sweden. He's yeah, like, I yeah, can yeah. tell by her name. So how you have so it's a, an island with Swedish people that belongs to Finland? Yes. So the island has belonged to Sweden many years ago. Then something happened with the politics and uh, the demitalization <laughs> that there's no one army can be there. Uh, so Finland got the island. Um, and but everyone speaks Swedish and this culture is Swedish. Uh, we read Swedish. We, we talk Swedish. We we read uh, Finnish as a third language. I think we read English before. We, we even read Finnish in school. And then I moved to Sweden when I was like 18 years old for playing professional. So, so I feel myself very Swedish because uh, that's the culture I have. But my passport still says Finland. So you were rooting for Sweden in the World Cup? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they played really well. So they yeah. need to be proud of themselves. Um, it's always a U.S.-Sweden battle. A little better on Sweden side this time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what did uh, what did you enjoy about watching the World Cup other than how how well or Sweden did? Uh, for me, it's just that the game is growing. Uh, to see the high quality out there, regardless if it's Nigeria playing or or whatever teams playing there. Uh, I also saw 
uh, Argentina, they they didn't do that well. But I'm like, wow, the, the things is happening out there in the soccer world. So for me, it's more like the the, the big game is growing, and uh, I always strive for the men's and the women's game to become equal. I know it's gonna take time. Uh, we need investment in it, uh, but the fans are out there. So for me, it was just like, wow, the big things is going on right now. Uh, I know we talked a little bit a, a while ago about uh, you know some of the stuff can be overwhelming because you're not used to the the grand size of everything. What do you do to relax? Um, I like to go away uh, to lakes um, to just walk around lakes to swim in lakes. Um, I also like to do other stuff to to try to meet people outside the, the, the work. So I play kickball, trying to learn that now. And uh, the league games were canceled due to the heat the other weekend. So I, I, I play kickball. Um, I was pretty good at that when I was young. Oh, yeah, then I can use some tips <laughs> how to. I think I'm past that now, but <laughs> one of the guys on our site uh, plays kickball also. Oh, so cool, cool. I have to see if you're in the same league. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. But being a soccer player, you should be at least very good at kicking the ball. Yeah, but I know I want to know where to kick it to make a home run. That's <laughs> where everybody isn't. Yes, that was what okay. I was good at. Was okay, placing it. Yeah, not the long distance, but I was good at placing it. Okay. Um, so that's that's interesting. Is uh, do you try any other new sports? No, I I go and watch. I, I watch baseball first time uh, in my life. I want to go and watch basketball, especially the female league here. Uh, I would like uh, the female college team. I would like to see. Uh, I'm planning to go and just watch more sports. Uh, of course, uh, I would like to see the Chiefs as well, uh, and just like see the culture, the sports culture here, because this is a, a sport crazy city. <laughs> Yeah, talk about overwhelming. Be at Arrowhead when the Chiefs are winning a game. That's yeah, uh, yeah. That's pretty impressive. I'm, I'm I'm waiting for soccer to continue to grow to be that level. Yeah, yeah. I've been pushing it ever since I was young. So yeah, we're working on that. What does uh What does the women's game need to do to continue to grow in the United States and and around the world? I think that uh, the college system uh, always gonna be there uh, but we need different options for players that want to become pros maybe earlier uh, than when they're 23 years old so I think academies is is one thing uh, but I also think different environments for for young players so maybe homeschooling because um, that's where Europe is right now uh, youth players are already pros when they are 16 70 years old and that's something US needs to to do better uh, it's a big country but I think academies is one solution I know I've always thought that uh, like a lot of countries like everybody in the academy system will kind of play a similar style but it's almost impossible to do that in the United States being so big so that might be our strength is actually playing a lot of different styles yeah 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 it, it will be so different and uh, it, it's I think it's up to every club to have different styles some some plays more possession and some plays more transition so uh, that's why I think the pro teams should have academies as well cool uh, I know I was Probably need to let you go because I don't want to keep you too long. And the heat's been driving all the schedules crazy. So I know you have a lot to, a lot to do to get ready for the game this weekend. Uh, just one last dumb question. Is there anything I should have been smart enough to ask you? That's, that's your free reign to say anything you want to, essentially. Um, I don't know. I think you was spot on with the questions today. I just winged it. So. <laughs> No, it was really good. Uh, which is, I'm just impressed that you know that phrase, like winged it. So, or, or you at least figured it out. Um, 
no, I appreciate the time, Coach. Uh, good luck this weekend. Good luck for the rest of the season. And I appreciate the time. Yes, thank you. And we are out. Thank you.